I believe the blessing of the Heavenly Father wants to pour out on fathers so that you can bless your kids, your wife, and those around you. The Heavenly Father wants to pour out his blessing on you today. I believe it's the very nature of God to bless you. It's the very nature. It's in his nature. That's who God is. God wants to bless you now today because it's Father's Day. I believe that he wants to pour out a blessing on fathers that's going to impact those around. There's something missing in our society, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. And when I say blessing, I don't mean that God is like a vending machine. It's not like, hey, you go up to him, put two bucks in, you're going to get this you know, something out, but God does want to bless. I want to begin by reading some scriptures to prove to you how much that God wants to pour out his blessing upon you and I, and this is how you receive a blessing. You receive it. You mix it with faith, and you receive it. Like salvation, it's a free gift. You receive it. In the old Testament, I believe that fathers had one blessing. They poured it out upon their first son. I don't believe it's like that in the New Testament. I believe that God can pour out many blessings upon you and your family and all of your children. And I hope the Bible doesn't say that we perish for the lack of faith. It says we perish for the lack of knowledge. And I'm praying that God would just download in our hearts today and we could raise up a blessed generation. Follow with me as we jump around in some scriptures today to show you in the beginning this area of the Father heart of God, Abba Father, and how he wants to bless you and how he wants to extend that blessing to your kids. It says this in Genesis 1, 28, before sin, before the curse, I want you to see what God the Father did. It says this, Then God blessed them. Would you say that with me? Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. And it began with a blessing. Then sin happened. Fall of man happened. Curse happened. And then look in 5.2, still the father heart of God. Look what it says in Genesis 5.2. He created the male and female. My wife knocked the ball out of the park on Mother's Day talking about this subject. The ball hasn't hit the ground yet. And it says this, and bless them. Say that with me, and bless them. And called them mankind in the day they were created. He blessed them before the curse. He blessed them after the curse, and then we move right along. All of a sudden, all hell's broken loose on the face of the earth. God actually said, I repent that I ever made man. A flood came. You know the story. Flood, uh, 40 days of rain. Uh, Noah, his three sons, his wife, their wives on a boat, and all of a sudden now the rains have subsided, and guess what God does in in, in Genesis 9-1? He says this, so God blessed Noah and his sons, And said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God is a God that wants to bless you. Why do you keep saying that? Because I don't know if everyone believes that. Because everyone's not experienced that. Maybe you didn't have one of the greatest earthly dads. And you've not really experienced, maybe you even have a dad now. But there's a disconnect. I prayed for a guy last night just like that. Here he is. 55, 60 years old, praying over him because of this disconnect. 
I want to let you know that it's in the heart of the Father to bless his kids. He wants to pour out a blessing on daddies that's going to be extended to their wives and their children. Listen to what Craig had mentioned, the priestly blessing today. Comes out of Numbers, Numbers 6, 22 through 26, and it says this, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall curse. Is that up there? No. But if you know your Bible, you know that I just got to keep you awake. It's not, this is the way that you curse. This is the way that you bless. It says this, speak to Aaron, his son, saying, this is the way that you shall bless the children of Israel. He wants them to be blessed a certain way. Do you know if he wanted to do it in Numbers? If you wanted to do it in the Old Testament, how much more does he want to do it today to you and your children? Come on. Look what it says. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. Well, let me back. It doesn't say the Lord, but it says, and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I believe that God wants to bless fathers before the fall, after the fall, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. From Genesis 1 to today, God wants to bless daddies. He wants to bless you so that, listen to me, so that you can be a blessing. How many of you know that that's Bible, that he wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing? See, What's real important today is that if you believe this or not, you can sit here, you can leave here and not be changed a bit. If you grab a hold of this today and understand that God wants to bless you in order to be a blessing, and it goes way back when, even when Abram was Abram, and then God added to his name, part of God's name, Yah, Abraham, and then all of a sudden God blessed him to be a blessing to many nations. I want to bless you, Abraham, so you can be a blessing. Look what he says in Genesis 12, 2 through 3, talking to Abraham. I will bless, I will, I will make you a, a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who, uh, I will curse him who curses you. And in, look, 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 in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Father Abraham had many sons, had many sons, did Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Right on, right on, right on, right on. I know that's a kid's song, but it's true. And it's still happening. I'm, 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 a, I'm a son of Abraham, father of the faith, even before the law. Jail, I've never felt blessed of a, of a father before. I never had a father. My father is missing in action. I'm, I'm orphan. I'm, 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 I'm a child of a single mom or whatever it is. I want to let you know today, hey, listen, I can feel you. I was orphaned at eight years old. My mom and dad was killed. I know what that feels like to some degree. We all have different stories, but I want to let you know that there is a blessing big enough from the Father that he doesn't, he's not short on blessings. 
It's not that you're going to get ripped off because you didn't have a dad or you, you had a dad who was missing or maybe you've never known your dad or your dad got killed. I want to let you know God is way bigger than that. He will meet you in his promises and his word. I believe that we can invoke a blessing upon you today from Father God in heaven that can change and bless your life. I think this is missing in our generation. I think what's missing, it, it gets kind of traded off and, and got, gets kind of traded for different things from sexual immorality and, 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 and gender confusion and drugs and all kinds of stuff. Why? Because the Father's blessing is missing. But this is never God's intention. He wants to bless his kids. Try to replace it with all kinds of stuff. Jesus changed it all. Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Look what he did for us. Listen. Having become a curse for us. Do you know that Jesus took on your curse? You don't have to be a nasty old curse any longer. Rotten old curse. You don't have to, you know, throw some southern, oh, honey, curse. You don't got to be a no honorary curse. You know why? Because Jesus took on the curse. Cursed is every man who hangs on the tree. Jesus took on every curse for you and I. Why? So that you can be blessed. Joe, this news is too good to be true. I just can't buy it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it might be too good to be true, because it is, but it's true, and you should buy in. Because Jesus went to the utmost for you that you could be blessed. And it goes on to say, having become a cursed force, for it is written, cursed is every who, everyone who hangs on a tree. Look, look at this, that the blessing of Abraham, there we go back to Father Abraham, might come upon the Gentiles in Christ, Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jesus took on the curse. Why does it say the curse of the law? Because if you didn't keep the whole law, guess what? Not good. Who could keep the whole law? Jesus, the only one. And he did it. He fulfilled the law. He hung on the cross for me and you so that you don't have to walk in a cursing. You can walk blessed. You might be a 70-year-old lady here today that's never received a blessing from the Father or from your, your earthly father. I got news for you. I believe that can change, and we're going we're gonna to activate this today at the end of the gathering. I was late in opening the gathering today because I should have just stayed around. I went up because we prayed over people. We prayed over people because why? First of all, last night, Radine and I prayed over Seth and Topher. And today, first service, we played over Micaiah. And I'm going to tell you right now, prophesy with my eyes open. We're going to pray over Jamie this gathering because I believe every one of you daddies need to pray over your kids if you have not prayed God's favor and blessing upon them we're going to practice what we preach today right here in church amen listen to this Ephesians 1 3 God renew our minds all praise to God the father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Say that with me. Blessed us. So say this with me. Bless me. Look at somebody say, bless you. Jail's all in the blessings today. You know why? Because God's all in the blessing. Wow. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. 
Because we, I'm seated in the most highest place right now. You know where I'm seated? I know you see me, but the real me is seated in heavenly places with Jesus. Gosh, I'm seated, I'm seated in a heavenly, I'm seated in a blessed seat. Highest place, right there with Jesus. It says this, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. I'm united with Christ and I'm blessed. Guess what Jesus comes out preaching uh, on the Mount, Mount uh, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. Isn't that Mount Olives? He comes out preaching. He says, blessed, blessed, blessed. Blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are the, the ones who, 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 who are pure. Blessed are those who are persecuted in my name. Blessed, blessed. Why? Because he wants you to be blessed. He teaches you how to walk in it. If you want to walk in true blessing, if you want to see the floodgates of open in your life of blessing, you know what you should do? The old factor. The old factor is this, walk in obedience. You know what, you know what Abraham did? Abraham walked in obedience. He heard from God to take his son, his one and only son, up on that mountain to sacrifice him. Abraham's getting ready. It's like, woo this is strange, getting ready to, to sacrifice Isaac, and God provides a ram. Because you have been, because you listened to me, Abraham, because you obeyed me. Oh, my goodness, I bless you. You want to be blessed, walk in obedience. God wants to bless you. He doesn't want us to be an honorable curse anymore. We're, we're, this generation, I said it earlier, we're missing something, and it's a blessing. I want to ask you, I want to give you a couple of thoughts today on how we, I, I'm saying a lot about blessing, but how can us dads practically bless our kids, our wives, our children? The very first one is this, listen to me real good, is time. Say that with me, time. I love seeing Logan right there. You know what? He's listening intently, and he doesn't have a child yet, but one day he probably will. And I tell you what, it's wonderful for young people. You may not be married now. He is married, praise God, a week ago or so. But I want to tell you right now, you should listen to this. You should listen as a young person. How can you bless your kids? Everyone say time. One of the greatest things that you can give your kids is time. You think your kids really care if you make six seven, eight digits? You think they even care? You think they even know? All they want to do is shoot some hoops. All they want to do is play battleship. All they want to do is go hunting or fishing. All they want to do is hang out with daddy. Come on, somebody. Everyone say time. Well, I'm so, I'm so busy, dad. I, I, I'm so busy, J.O. I got to travel and I got to do this job. I got to go provide. Well, yeah, provide and take care of your family. But gosh, don't save your kids and wife stinking dog food. Just going to give them little scraps. Here's your little scrap, sweetheart. Here's your little scrap. No, there's two thieves that Jesus hangs between. There's like always two thieves in our life. Today, the thief is time and virtue. You got this thief trying to take your time. You have this thief trying to take your virtue, dads. And all you have is a little scrap for your wife and a little scrap for your kids. I'm going to tell you right now, you start putting your family, your wife, your kids on your calendar too. You got to give them time. You really want to bless them. 
Give them some time. I got a song. I'm not the greatest singer, but I'm going to sing it today. And I want to sing it because I want you to listen to the words. When I get to the verse or the chorus, you can sing it with me because you're going to know it. Some of you, especially if you're my age. Or older. Or older. A child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there was planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking before I knew it, and he grew it. He said, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon, when you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. I turned, my son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away with a smile never dim. He said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Well, he came from college just the other day, so much like a man I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head, and he said with a smile, what I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can you help me, please? And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. We'll get together then. Dad, I know we'll have a good time then. I've long since retired and my son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and the kid has a flu. But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. As I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, it grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. You know we're going to have a good time then. One of the greatest things that you can give your kids To bless them. Say bless. Or your grandkids. Or your wife. Is your time. No time is like a kid asking for bread. And we hand them a rock or a serpent. A few years back. It's been a few years now. Seth was 14. We did this thing called rites of passage. Radine and I wanted to be the ones to say. This is the day that you're a man. Not a college student, not a teacher, not some crazy woman. Not that women are crazy, just that one crazy woman. (laughs) Yeah, just one crazy woman. 
So we planned it for a year. We read some of this book together, writes a passage. It's in many gener- it's in many cultures, but not so much in America. The Native American has a culture of the Africans and so forth and so on, but not America. So we decided to do rites of passage. And we went, went high mountain deer uh, hunting. The day that he shot his first deer, I said, oh, this is a great day. That day, you're a man. He had asked me before, he said, Dad, does that mean I have all the responsibilities that you have? And I said, no, son, you'll be a young man. He was nervous about that. He's 14. That day he killed a deer. Hey, you're a man today. Gave him a purity ring and says, hey, if you decide to take on this purity ring, just want you to make a commitment to the father, commitment to mom and dad, and commitment to your wife. Also gave him a... a blank pieces of paper and an envelope and said, I want you to write write a, a letter to your wife. And he wrote a letter to his wife. For her to open up, I never opened it, we never saw it, for him, for her to open on the day that they got married, and I got to see Micaiah reading that one day. She was standing there in the in the park reading it on the day that they got married. He didn't know who, who was gonna marry, but how many of you young people know, listen to me real good. You're to keep yourself for your husband or your wife all the days of your life. If you're 14, keep yourself for your husband. If you're crazy 20 years old, keep yourself for your wife. If you're 13, keep yourself for your wife. Keep yourself for your husband. Who, who's it going to be? I don't care. Keep yourself for your husband and wife. Gave him a knife, a custom knife for him to stay sharp in God's word. Gave him a set of binoculars for him to keep his eyes on God. Mom got him a ticket to go see friends after the rites of passage. And you know what? I've not been the perfect dad. I've made many mistakes. I've asked him to forgive me hundreds if not thousands of times. But you know what? All I wanted to do was him to know that we love him want to spend time with him and I really wanted him to hear that day is a day that you're a man it doesn't mean that my kids are perfect they're not but you know what we were all in doing our best you may be here today and you may be well jail is too late for me it's not too late for you you know what you can do God restores he restored the devil took 50 from you God can restore a hundredfold I remember we did a, a, a daddy-daughter dance, and it was to recognize little girls that they were young women, and I took Jamie to the dance. Remember the little red ribbon? You remember the little, little red ribbon? Had a guest speaker. It was amazing. But it's all these wonderful times to spend with your kids because the greatest thing that you can give them is time. You've got to seize every moment, Daddy. Before you know it, they're in college and they're married and they're all, it just flies. Seize the moment, seize the seconds, or you'll lose the time. Everyone say time. That's the, I'm saying, man, that's, we still do daddy-daughters, camp, camp out, and me and my son, we get together and go hunting. We do all kinds of stuff. My point is, I think one of the greatest things that you can give is to bless your kids is your time. Are you with me, daddies? Three of you? Here's another thing that I think dads need to do to bless their kids. is take on the responsibility 
Be responsible as a man. Put your big old man pants on. I said it kind of first service. You know those buck naked underwear? <laughs> Duluth. I, it just kind of came out of me. You need to put them on. You need to put your big man pants on and take responsibility. You know when God went looking for Adam and Eve? He didn't, you know what God didn't say? God didn't go out there and say, hey, hey, where y'all at? You know what God said? Where you at, Adam? You know why? Who was created first, Adam or Eve? Not that Adam is any better than Eve. But there's a responsibility that we're to carry, daddies, and you need to feel me today. I may not see you again for a while. I'm going to preach the truth to you. You need to put your big pants on. In the New Testament, guess what it says? It didn't say the first Eve, when it talks about sin, calls him the first Adam and the second Adam, who is Jesus Christ. There's a responsibility that we take as dads. Come on, daddies. Come on. I, 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 I hope to bless you on this Father's Day. I hope the Holy Spirit convicts the snot out of you. And I hope to encourage you on this day. Because why? Because dads need to be dads in our generation and in our society. And I believe this blessing is missing in our society. But I think it could absolutely change. Just one at a time. How to eat an elephant. Bite by bite. We start right here today. Taking responsibility to get your kids in church. Makes all the difference in the world, believe me. Makes all the difference. Take on the responsibility to train and teach your kids and talk to them about the word of God and worship and pray in your house. These are wonderful things, you guys. It's okay to go boating and golfing and hunting, all those things, but don't leave Jesus out. Are you feeling me today? You're kind of quiet. Blessing when it comes to speaking blessing over them, even with words. Even with words. There was, I'm going to stop with this, this story. There was these two guys, Jacob and Esau. Both of them wanted to be blessed. Jacob and Esau, the moms, Rebecca. Let me give you a little history you got abraham you know the dude i was talking about abram and abraham and then he didn't kill his son that son was isaac and now isaac is married to rebecca and rebecca's pregnant and she's like i mean it's it's going on in her belly however it was and god revealed to her that there was twins and there was two nations inside of her esau and jacob well she has the babies esau comes out first and He's hairy. It's like, wow, hairy baby. He's hairy, and all of a sudden, you see this hand, and this hand's got a hold of Esau's ankle, or his foot just like, ah, got the grip on him. And that's Jacob, and they called him Jacob, a heel grabber. Why is he a heel grabber? You know why he's a heel grabber? Because Jacob wanted the first daddy's blessing, the first son. He wanted to come out of that womb first. He's fighting from the womb. Comes out holding on to his, his brother's foot, comes out. Oh, that's Jake, Esau, Jacob. And, and that's the first time you see this thing about Jacob wanting to be blessed. And then a little later on in life, they're, they're older, and, and Esau's 
I don't know if he was out hunting. You'll have to look in your Bible. Hunting or he's been working in the field. But he comes in and he's hungry, man. He's hungry and Jacob's there. He's working. You know why Jacob's a worker, man. He's a manipulator. He's a liar. That brother might be smooth and quiet. But man, he knows what's up. He's working with Esau. And he goes like this. Hey, 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 hey. I'll give you a bowl of stew. Just give me your birthright. And knucklehead, knucklehead Esau gave it to him, sold him his birthright for a bowl of lentils. That's one. Then later on, Rebecca, she plays into this too. I don't know about this mama. She had something going on too. Rebecca hears the conversation between Isaac and Esau. Isaac's older, his eyes are dim, and he goes, hey, hey, Esau, go out. Go kill something, man. Bring me back some stew. That brother must have been a good hunter and must have been a good cook or what have you. While Esau was out, Isaac, listen, Rebecca overheard the conversation, and Rebecca loved Jacob and says, Jacob, 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 go kill some goats. Go kill some goats. I want the blessing to come on you. Go get the Go get the goats, and I'm going to cook up some stew. And, but, 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 no, no, just do what I say. It's going to be good. And here she cooks up the stew, and Jacob goes in acting like Esau. Puts goat skins on, and you know what a goat smells like, right? He's smelling like a goat, looking like a, feeling like a goat. And, and he, Isaac can't tell who he is. His eyes are dim, and he goes, hmm, the voice of Jacob, but I think the touch of Esau. Guess what Isaac does? Isaac doesn't know. Isaac kisses his son, Jacob, and he blesses him. Number two, Jacob steals birthright. Jacob steals the blessing. And then guess what happens? It gets real complicated. If you want to watch soaps, forget the soaps. Just read the Bible. Seriously, just read Another World. Young and the restless? Man, that's been going on way before TV. Seri- way before TV. Esau shows up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Woo. Esau comes in. Hey, I got the stew, Dad. Oh, I'm ready for my blessing. He's, Isaac's like, what? Who was that? Esau starts putting one to, one, one and one together real fast. And he realizes that my brother, he did it once, he's done it twice. You stole my birthright, now you stole my blessing. And it says he cried out, Dad, do you have another blessing? Will you, will you bless? Both of these brothers wanted to be blessed. And he just cries out. He's angry. The Bible says that Esau hates Jacob. And you know what Jacob does? He did the wise thing. He left the country. <laughs> He went and faced and got connected with his uncle. How many know the the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree? You think Jacob was bad? How about Uncle Laban? Laban, That brother, whoo! Here, uh, Jacob shows up. He falls in love with uh, his uncle's daughter, uh, Rachel. And he says, oh, you worked for me for seven years. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give it to her. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's seven years, and they're getting married, and it's the first night. And he wakes up, and guess what? It's the wrong chick. <laughs> that ain't Rachel. Leah. 
Leah, you nice and all that, but you ain't Rachel. And Laban still works it, says, hey, work for me seven more years. Oh, how many of you know what a man sows, he'll reap? <laughs> you ain't seen nothing, Jacob. <laughs> work for me seven more years, and I'll give you Rachel. And he did, and he got Leah and Rachel. And so now it's at the end of the 14 years, and Jacob's like, I am out of here. And he, he's going to return back to his homeland. Guess who lives there? Esau. And now he's going to go face his past. He's on his way back home. He sends word. He sends gifts to Esau. Man, I got to give my brother some gifts. I got to, because Esau's got 400 men getting ready to face him. He's like, wow, I got to pay this guy off. I got to, I got to make some friendship with him. And now it's the night before he's going to, I think it's the night before he's going to meet his brother Esau. And he sends his kids, his family across the brook. And now Jacob is alone with God. The Bible calls it the man. Man, capital M and a capital H. A man and all of a sudden it's nighttime and they get into a wrestling match. Jacob, and the Bible says Jacob saw God's face. He saw God face to face and they get into a wrestling match. No, you ain't. I've been wanting to get blessed all my life. You ain't going nowhere. I might be Jacob, but you know I come out grabbing the heel, and I'm not going to let you go this time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you're a man of God. I don't know all about you, but I got you. I got you. I got you. slam out of joint and you thought that was it but you know what my name is Jacob and you ain't gonna I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let you go until you until you bless me until you bless me until you bless me I've been waiting all my life I came out of the womb grabbing somebody by the heel and I got you now and I'm gonna let you go until you bless me so we can stay here all night Your name was, your name was Jacob, but now I call you Israel, for you have wrestled with both man and God, and you've prevailed. Amen. Blessed. Thank you, God, man. I love Jacob. You know why I love Jacob? Because he was tenacious. Sometimes you got to just get tenacity with it. Just get tenacity. I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. And then he changed his name. He blessed Jacob right there. And some of you, man, you've tried to replace what God wants to do in your life. You try to replace what the blessing that God wants to pour out on your life with many things. Could be sexual immorality, 
drug addiction, sexual confusion, all kinds of different things when what's been missing is the blessing of the Father. I'm telling you, God, if you wondered what has been missing in your life, I want to tell you now, I believe it's the Father's blessing. I was watching this news the other day, and in the news, it talked about this boy's uh, uh, house in Florida, and it's like the only one I've ever heard of it is for little boys who's been in uh, sex, sex slavery. And they talked about the youngest boy they just had received 10 years old who had been given over to sex slavery. Guess who sold him into sex slavery? His daddy. That, now, 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 that's what I'm talking about. What I want to do in closing today is I believe that back in the Old Testament, yeah, a father gave a blessing typically to his first son that opened the womb. But like I said earlier, I believe that Jesus has changed all that. You can, you can bless everyone in your family. You can bless your, you see the prodigal son at a young age, younger than the elder brother, his, his daddy giving him his inheritance and blessing him as he left. I believe that it's unlimited now, but I believe that there's something that we have to kind of get, we got to get, we got to get nasty with it. We got to get to nasty with it sometime. You, you can't let go. Come on, press in. Whatever young person, all of a sudden, you, I, I didn't have a dad. Get to nasty with it. Man, my dad was killed or my dad left me or, or I, he was always there, but he used to beat me. I'm going to tell you right now, God the Father has something. He's not that way. He has a wonderful blessing that he wants to pour out on you. You struggle with anxiety and panic and all kinds of things in your life, you may be missing the Father's blessing. And so last night we prayed over folks. I want you to pray over ones. If you're a daddy today and the dad and mom's here, I think you should pray over your kids today. I think that you shouldn't worry about being religion and looking all churchy. It doesn't matter. I think you should pour a blessing on your kids today. We prayed over Seth and Topher last night. We prayed over uh, Micaiah first service. And now we're getting ready to pray over Jamie. And it's not a Owen show. My point is, is that you should do the same. Well, my kids aren't here. Maybe you can just pray with them and commit, commit that you're going to pray with them, lay hands on them when you see them. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I never received a blessing. There's going to be folks up here that's willing and ready to pray over you today. I prayed over a guy last night, maybe 50, 60 years old, and a, and a, 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 a wife today who's, uh, please pray over me, and another family today, Radine and I prayed over. There's many people here. I believe that we can invoke the blessing of God upon your life today according to who Jesus is and what he's done for us. If you're a dad, I think you are to go all in today. I think you are to pray for him. Just consider that. If you, I, there, one of the prettiest pictures was a mom and dad, and they brought their little son right here. They stood right there praying over their son this morning. Man, I tell you what, on Father's Day, what a great gift that you could give your kids. But once again, maybe you're sitting there and you're 50 years old and you're a woman that's never received a blessing from the father. Well, let someone pray for you today. Let's invoke that blessing, amen.